You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. There are many situations uh, where people think that they could perhaps speak about the previous life of a Baltruva. Sometimes they sometimes they think that they are um, sometimes they think that they are complimenting the person, which of course is not the case. Uh, the person is not complimented. He definitely. We talked yesterday about Gilisod. Many times people think that you know if you could be inspired when you hear the story of a Baltruva. Well, the person, and more often than not, the Baltruva don't necessarily want their stories out there. You know, again, we have been uh, probably all at. Uh, programs where people Balichuba get up and speak about their past lives, but Chazal actually used that as one of the prime Isurim of Onos Um The uh, one of the poskim, uh, uh, Mayor Bronsdorfer, points out, I believe, that even if your purpose in mentioning about this person is, look how great he was, that he had so many Nisyonos to face, and he grew up in such a wild place, he was became such a tzaddik, he was misgabber, and he said, it's also because the person may not want people to know about that. Um, however, Rav Matasio Solomon, who of course uh, was the mashkiach in Lakewood, um, maybe, I think he still is, he says that um, he believes the Bali Chuba today Shabali Chuba be a meno shayutin leka shenishpu. Then it is a tremendous tayrish mishvach, um, and he believes that you can speak about them and and I, even without their permission, I guess, and and not be guilty of lashon hara. Um. Some say that the way you have to say it is, um, you don't you don't necessarily say all the bad things they did. <laughs> In other words, let's say you say, "How great is this person? He left everything in order to get close to Hakadosh Baruch Now, if the, if, if your listeners did not know that this was about Shuva, then that might be also. But if they basically people knew that that person was not from his whole life, as long as you didn't necessarily mention those actions. You just say how great they are that they left and you keep it sort of in a vague way. Um, the same way Rav Matasyo, great Paul Musser, says that it would be okay, Rav Volbo, Volbo, some of you might be familiar with that name. I was Ocha to uh, hear uh, Musser Vaden from him. He, of course, was the author of the famous book, Ale Shor. He says... Most of the time, it's all Shevach and how we left that previous life. So really, Revolmo says, the person who's saying it, if he's L'Shem Shemayim, um, and if the person who you're saying it about really, you know, is, is okay with being uh, highlighted, then Revolvo feels that it isn't lush and hard. Maybe we need to hear more stories like that. Um, if there is Bali Chuva, of course, that go around and tell their story, um, you know, 
and we see he's not embarrassed about it. And, you know, then I, I don't know if you need permission from him again to tell others about it that he's a Balchuva. Um And again, remember, there are people who, and, and I've seen this, uh, they're so much jealous of the Balchuva. And even though they, 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 they think it's incredible that the person has, has reached where he was, there's still an element of, of, you know, sort of putting the person down. So if you are speaking about a Baltruva and you want to use it, be, search your own heart to make sure you're Hashem Shamayim. Um, if the person, however, has not gone around saying that he is a Baltruva, uh, and we know, and I want to I want to emphasize this, as great as we like telling the story, look at this. Especially in Eretz Yisrael, Hadover Olo Ligram Leinezek, Shaliyakabuis Yilodav Lameistas Limud. It's a very ugly thing to say, but unfortunately, people who are Balichuva. Um, and let's say, for example, they had lived with their wives when they were not religious and they all became from, sometimes they don't take their children in Moistus. Or that might be a reason why people might not be interested in Shaduchim with those children. Because it may it means that it could be that um, you know, the man was not man and woman were not Makbarantiris Amishbocha at the time. So obviously in that type of situation that it's probably also uh, to say it over. As, and again, it really depends on which communities. Um, and like we said yesterday, it, clearly the word could get out. We talked yesterday in, in Hilchas Yom Tov about undoing parts of the sukkah. Um, let's say you take schach from on top of your sukkah on, on Shabbos or Yom Tov, uh, because you want to put new schach there. Now, why do you do that on, on Yom Tif? And you can tell that there's worms and stuff in the schach, and you want to put other schach there. That's called soser. Why? Because you're planning after Yom Tif to put new schach there. So that's called soser, because you're going to put a new, something in its place. So that would be a lav daraisa. But if you don't plan on putting other schach there, it's just, oh, let's get that disgusting schach out of there. So that's called, um, uh, that's only an Isra Drabon. It's still also to do that, of course, but it's also Drabon. Um, let's take a look um, where there's extra schach. And many people use a lot of extra schach. Now, this year in Corona, I have to tell you, I think I saw some uh, Rabbonim uh, that uh, were encouraging. Uh, people not to put heavy amounts of schach on their sukkah in order to have as much fresh air come in as possible. But anyway, and the reason is because you don't really need it. You know, uh, you don't need to have like the, you know, the Bav of Chsidim and other Chsidish Chavra have some Kabbalah to have extremely, extremely thick sukkah, thick schach, where it's almost as thick as a roof. Obviously, you know, when there's an issue of, of health, that, that humra goes on the side. But there is an afkamina and halacha as well. And let's say you take some of that thick schach off, 
that's unnecessary, then it would only be there, according to all the deists, that would only be an Isra Rabbanan, because basically you have the roof that you need. Um, let's say uh, you have schach on your roof, and you put um, bundles of schach on top. So that never becomes part of the roof. So if you take those bundles off, you haven't been over any iser daraisa. Uh, unless your purpose of putting the bumble, bundles on there is to actually be additional schach. Um, many times people just throw, the, in the Gemara, when it speaks about these bundles, and the Shulchan Aruch speaks about it, it was just, you, you threw the bundles on top of the schach just as a place to keep them on top of the sukkah. So therefore taking them off, Unless, you know, the only iser might be muktza, because could be you threw them on there to just keep them there for them to dry or something like that till after Yontif. Let's say um, you have extra stock, like we were talking about, not in a bundle. But let's say, you know, your, your, your sukkah, as you see in this picture here, you know, you, you built a small sukkah this year, and you have extra schach. But where are you going to put it? You don't have room in your house anywhere. So let's say you just put it on there, because uh, I got no other place to put it. Um, let's say you want to dry it off. So again, over there, it never really becomes part of the roof. It never becomes really the roof of your sukkah, and taking it off would not be the Isser of Soser. According to some Rishonim, some say it still becomes Soser. Um, possibly, if you announce the reason why you're doing it, that might be good enough. Um, let's, go, let's go back um, uh, where we were uh, to another halacha. Let's say the following occurs. If a person opens a refrigerator on Shabbos and he realizes that he forgot to disconnect the lamp in the refrigerator area of Shabbos. And now that he's opened the refrigerator, the light is on or some other... Um, some other um, digital uh, symbol is now turned on because of the you to open the door. So, first of all, let's talk about closing the refrigerator is another issue. But for, is there a havamina that you can't use what's open in the refrigerator because you did a maise iser in order to get to what's in the refrigerator? So there, there's no problem. Because really, it was even easier than a show gig. You didn't even realize when you opened the door, the light would go on. So it's not like I did a show gig, Daraisa, and now I can't get Hanoah from that Melocha. You didn't even realize that it's less than a show gig. And the second reason why 
second reason why there's not a problem of using, once you open the refrigerator, to use the stuff that's in there is because, true, there is a, a switch or some sort of sensor that has now been pushed when you open the door that causes the light to go on. But the hana that you get from the food is not because of the light. The hana you get is because the door is open. It happens to be the way the manufacturer structured the refrigerator was, the way they created the refrigerator was in a way that one thing uh, dovetails with the other. But it's not like, oh, you got hana. The hana of bringing this stuff out of the refrigerator is a result of it being open, not about the light being on. But don't, isn't there a little Hanan for getting the right food? And if you, if you like, it's when you reach in your pocket and you bring out the wrong money, it's a kapora. If you reach in the refrigerator and bring out the wrong food, it's a kapora. No? Yeah, I hear what you're saying, especially if you have a stacked refrigerator. It's hard to see. Um, still, the basic benefit, Richard, I think, is the fact that it's open and now you can, like, you know, you can even, of course, even, even yeah, if the yeah, light yeah, was yeah. off. The basic on those, this food is now available to me. Um, yeah. Yes. Now, um, you, you, some want to argue, hey, maybe this shows the food was moksa because before Shabbos, it would be usher to open it, right? Because you didn't realize that the light and the sensor had been connected. So, but it turns out now that the only way to get to the food when Shabbos or Yontem starts is to do an Avera, to open the refrigerator. So maybe the food should be muksa. He says, that's not true. Uh, because there's other ways to get to the food. You could have a, you could ask a guy to say, hey, I'm very hungry. And you could hint to a guy and a guy could come in and, and, and get the food for you. So the food doesn't get the Shea Muktza. Obviously, we're not, we're, we're, the elephant in the room is, what do you do? Can you close the refrigerator or not? Um, can you do it with a Shinui? Um, we'll talk about that a different time. Well, Chari, you have to leave it open and take the stuff out. Maybe there's people who have other refrigerators. Um, but to, 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 um, I told you this is, uh, you might be able to... Um, you know, uh, there might be other aids in terms of getting a, a guy um, to unscrew the bulb, possibly. I think we've talked about it in previous year, and what do you do uh, when this occurs? The last uh, thing that we're going to read out of the Deershu, um, the Deershu uh, daily letter, they want us to review what we did 100 days ago. So if you go back in 100 days ago and follow the Deershoe calendar, uh, they talked about the fact that there are obviously um, different types of animals. Uh, a gasa is similar to a human being that its gestation period is nine months. The smaller animals, Mahimadaka, it's about five months. So let's say we're talking about Hilkas uh, Yontov. Let's say you're not sure the, the child that was born, the animal that was born, was old enough that really went through a complete gestation period. So, if you're not sure, and you didn't keep records, even though the mother had the baby, and you can't tell from the baby whether how long it stayed in there, 
there's now a suffix iser on that baby, and there's an iser achila, even if you shecht it. So that would be only if you shecht it right away. But if you let if it stays alive for seven days and seven nights, then we say, oh, you can see that obviously it was meant to live. Now, um, if that's true, uh, the post can say, we've lost our animal husbandry uh, knowledge. We don't know about the way animals are anymore. We're not piki and bedover. So, since we don't have accurate records, I mean, sometimes farmers know exactly when conception occurred. But now there's a chumrah, we call it the chumrah of the month, chumrah of the week. Here's a new chumrah, not to eat, to wait for all animals. We talked yesterday about the um, the not-so-humane um, activities in in, in, uh, in uh, chicken farms. But here is an issue when it comes to animals that um, that are being shechted. I'll pee many poskim, since we're not sure if they're a nathal or not, Animals have to stick around for seven days before you slaughter them. Um, some say, however, um, In other words, there's like, they don't have like old animal farms the way they used to. So, um, Today, what they do is they, they don't, everything is through uh, in vitro fertilization. So therefore, since they know exactly where it is, today, we don't have to be machir. I assume this is the way in the cattle farms, the way everything is done. So there aren't any doubts anymore, and people know exactly how long the gestation periods have been. But there was a time when, when things were not so well known. Today, of course, um, based on this psaac, you can, don't have to be worried about eating meat uh, on a specific maple. And they will shep the animals right away. They're not going to let a lot of these little animals stick around for a week or so. They will just slaughter the animals within a day or two of them being born. So that is something to remember. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.